You're listening to a Word About God podcast. Today we're going to be continuing on in our series on a word about racism and reconciliation. Last time we had a great conversation with Kyle Jones and this week I have the awesome privilege of talking with my friend Doug. Um, Doug is in a unique situation because he and his mom and siblings actually moved from Ghana. So he was actually born and raised for quite a few years actually in Ghana and he still refers to Ghana as home and then he and his family moved to Canada. And so he has a, um, a pretty unique perspective on what it means to be someone, not only somebody who's black in North America, but somebody who has transplanted from Africa to a completely new world um, here, not necessarily in the United States, but in Canada, um, in a very similar situation. And so Doug has a great, unique perspective, and Doug also, the way that he approaches everything that's going on in the world, I really just so appreciate the way that he sees things. Uh, he, you know, He's admitted a couple times in the interview that he himself is learning about how to deal with these things, not just as an African, that moved to North America, but how to deal with things as a Christian as well. And he really talks about how he gets to this great place now where he has this balance between letting things like racist remarks or anything like that, letting things like that, you know, not affect his identity in Christ, but also not just shrugging them off to the point where he just ignores it or refuses to empathize with his brothers and sisters um, who are going through things where they really are suffering. And he has a just a great perspective where where he has, you know, he's faced mocking and jokes and things like that, I guess more subtle racism. Um, he isn't allowing that to dictate how he deals with this whole thing. He's not using his own personal situation to say things like, oh, well, everyone else needs to get over it. He's He has a, just such a great empathetic heart to his brothers and sisters around the world and in North America that might be suffering and really just wants to continue the conversation about how we as Christians can come together, uh, give some really helpful advice as to how we as white believers, if you're if you're you know, if you're a white believer out there listening to this, give some great advice as to how we can just broach the subject and start these conversations with our black brothers and sisters and how to move forward and just fo- focus on how we're all still learning together and we're growing together. So I won't take up any more of Doug's time here. Uh, I hope you enjoy this interview and thanks for listening. There he is. What you- is up? <laughs> What's going on, man? Not much. I was trying to get the Zoom on my phone, but the pastor wouldn't let me. So Unbelievable. So I just wanted to look cool in AirPods, but hey, I'm going to have to settle for these. <laughs> yeah, lame headphones like mine. <laughs> Dude, is it an iPhone? Is that the reason? Oh, yeah. You already know, Nate. iPhone all day. <sighs> <laughs> trying to help you out <laughs> i know i know i know I, I couldn't come on here using the exact same phone you were you know had that's to all right that's fine 
<laughs> we can agree to disagree. That is that's true. Really, that's really what this is all about. Exactly. It's <laughs> all about reconciliation. <laughs> Amen. Oh, you you know how I feel about that. Uh, <laughs> dude, how you been? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um yeah, I uh I would say this I mean in the midst of things, like it's been good to it's been good that the season is slow. So you yeah. get to spend a lot of time with God and your thoughts and friends, yeah, right? For so sure. a lot of time spent, but it's just obviously it's important where you distribute that time, right? But I'm thankful, honestly. I'm really thankful for the slow pace of things. And yeah, really thankful to be in a place where I can say I I get a lot to think about. We don't yeah. get this, these things often, right? But Dude, I'm really for sure, for sure. So what, uh, like, have you, I mean, we talked kind of at the beginning of like the whole COVID-19 thing, but were you kind of just like stuck at home for a while, like no work or? Yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of loving it, you know? Right. <laughs> I, I know. Like, I was like, dude, just, uh, no, no, uh, no, no timetables to doing anything. Just waking up and gaming, playing some FIFA. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Dude, I, I felt the same way. I would wake up and be like, yes, I got the whole day. And then realize my kids were not at school. <laughs> and, oh, uh, man. Yeah, that, was, that was the end of that. <laughs> oh, dude, you know what? It's, it, it, it's crazy because um, when I was in work and this whole thing was about to start, I just remember all the moms like, man, what are we going to do with our kids? <laughs> oh, dude. Well, and it was, I mean, I don't want it to sound awful. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> like know, it was, I, I mean, like it was, it was actually a really cool time. Like Jana went down to about like half time, like part time for a while. Yeah. And uh, like my job is at night, like it's an overnight shift kind of a deal. So like I was home all the time. The kids were, so right, like right, there were right. days where it was really cool. Like it was one of right. those things where, you know, every once in a while we're like, I don't know if I'm ready for it to go back to normal because right, right. it was so nice. But then like school finished, we're like, oh, cool. Now we've got three months of summer and we already have like two. So yeah, we're, oh, man. we're and that's how I feel. That's honestly how I feel. I mean, work schedule wasn't like crazy when I came back. I yeah. was kind of easing into it. And just when it got consistent, this whole COVID thing hit. So for me, I was like, you know what? I need the rest. And then you get into a place where you're like, yeah, too much rest. Time to get yeah. disciplined again. Yeah. <laughs> you know? for sure, so, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's... No, I was putting on some COVID weight for sure. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Those late night eatings. Oh, dude. Oh, man. I know. <laughs> I know. But you're outside now. Is it nice there? You know what? It's a bit chilly, but I'll take it. Cause, yeah, I know. Um, it, it makes it bearable to do stuff outside when it's yeah. too hot you want to be inside but uh, you can definitely do like i don't really need the sweater but because i'm in a place where it's drafty and the wind is yeah. going back and forth i don't mind it but it's we've had our fair really hot summers like yeah it's been really hot here and there but i'm liking this pretty chill weather yeah right for now. sure for sure right. how, how is it on your end uh, it's all right, man. It's like trying to be summertime. So we get like one day where it's 90 degrees out here, but then it's like 50 the next day. You oh, know? So yeah. it's just, it's cold today. It's been cold and rainy the last few days. So oh, I'm definitely dude. over that. Cause then it's like the kids are stuck inside. Right. So right. They can't right, go out. Right, like right. we bought a pool, like this inflatable pool earlier this week and they use it for yeah. like two days and now it's too cold to go out there. <laughs> Great. And I was just getting all moldy. 
Oh, oh no! And you have to clean it. That's gonna be fun. I know. Fun. That's why I had them out there scooping water out today. They're like, <laughs> our hands are cold. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, we're doing well though, dude. That's good. That's pretty good but, to hear. Um, but yeah, no, I I know I kind of shared a little bit with you, you know, about what I wanted to do with you know this podcast episode, yeah. but. I kind of just want to give you the floor. I mean, I, you have a very unique story. I mean, unique from, you know, a lot of people, yeah. I guess. I mean, you actually literally moved to North America, you know, yeah. from you were born and raised for a while in, in Ghana, yeah. right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. So maybe just, I mean, share your story. I mean, what it was like growing up there and then making that huge change, you know, mm. later in life, it's not, I mean, you weren't just like a little baby or anything, you right. know, it was a little baby Doug. So, I mean, you had a lot of adjustments. Yeah. Um, I mean, and obviously, you know, you live up North in Canada, it's not the U S but I mean, it's, it's still moving from, you know, Africa. Right. To, to a North completely America, yeah. different. Yeah. North American, Euro American kind of a situation, you know? So yeah, yeah just kind of, how was that? you know, whatever, you know, and maybe lead up to your thoughts on what's going on now right, and, right. and stuff like that. Right. Oh man. Yeah. You know, it, this is, let me say this is really cool. Cause I haven't, I like, I remember the last time I actually got to sit down and tell someone the process of moving from, from Ghana to, yeah. to Canada. And even before I go on, I, I'll say it's so different that to this day, sometimes I feel like I'm still learning. Yeah. the ropes <laughs> I'm still Dude, laying sure. the ropes right um but yeah no honestly taking it back living in Ghana I I loved it um the one thing you you really love about um obviously wanting to move to North America or anywhere else is because of the movies you see on TV yeah. right you see all these movies and you're like man like I think for me one of the things was like I was like man I can't wait to come to America so I can wear as many shoes as these guys wear <laughs> you know yeah. I'm like I'm like it's it's just those like you know f like fancy things and just yeah. to kind of give you context that's what that's what that's the kind of perspective you had of coming to America you know and, and even the movie coming to America that's it's it's, oh, it's yeah. perfect like I'm yeah. no African prince but you know right. it was just like there was there was just this idea that obviously yeah things were different but it was it was gonna be really cool to a certain extent, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, in these times, I miss the simplicity of back home. For sure. Really, really mm -hmm. simple. I mean, I don't have to ever walk down the street and ever look at someone and think, "Huh, how do I greet them?" Yeah. And it's it's really funny because even back home in in Ghana, you'd walk and see people and you would wink at them. And it was it was a sign of like respect, but here yeah. I would do it, and people were like, "Why are you winking?" At me? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So it was again those cultural differences. Again, still like you know, it's I'm still learning the ropes a bit. And I've been here for what 15 years, and it's yeah. it's still you know it's still grabbing. But again, I miss the simplicity of back home. Miss it. I miss the simplicity of like waking up, going to school, coming back. Yeah, doing homework, but knowing that you always had the freedom to go outside, play with friends, yeah, play yeah. soccer on the road, you know, do all these things. And there was never, ever a problem. You never had to look over your shoulders. Yeah. You know, the only thing you only look over your shoulders was for your parents, them calling yeah. you back home, making right. sure you're doing your homework and sleeping yeah. and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, that, the simplicity of things. And, like, my family was a bit well off. But even so, we still had our struggles. Sure. And in the sense that, like, 
you're looking at uh, the education side of things. I went to one of the the few Catholic schools in the in the in the greater city, so the school fees was really expensive, mm-hmm. right? So you're looking at things like going to school and not having those school fees. You're gonna get kicked out of school, and that was something that was really hard. Yeah, right. So I'm saying that to transition into the fact that that is essentially kind of why my mom uh, moved to Canada. Mm-hmm. So she immigrated here first. Actually, she started in Netherlands. They didn't oh, really? really? Yeah, she couldn't grasp the language quickly. And she was thinking of us not being able to grasp it. So she moved to Canada where we actually have a good uh, amount of family from my dad's side. Oh, so okay. it made the transition better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she started in the, on the French side in Montreal, but made it into Ontario. And yeah, so she was thinking of, of that. Like my kids would have better resources here. Mm-hmm. You know, they would have better opportunities here. You know, so um, that was kind of um, part of the more, more more the reason as to why my mom came to North America to kind of like make a better um, a better life to say for her children. Yeah. You know, and even just to be able to um, make a life where she's able to make enough and make enough to be able to uh, help out back home. Gotcha. You know? Okay. So, so you still had family back home in Ghana. Yeah, I still, okay. yeah, I still have a lot. Still of do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. From my mom's side, I, I would say, yeah, 99% of my mom's side oh, is wow. still back okay. home. Yeah. My dad's side, I would say that they're, they're all over the map, but my mom's side a lot. Gotcha. A lot, right. So, um, yeah, like my, my grandmother, I definitely have to go see my only grandmother. I would love to go see her. Yeah. I haven't been home in 15 years. Crazy. I haven't seen my dad in 15 years. I haven't Crazy, seen a lot dude. of family. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot, but, um, yeah, it was, it was a great move. Uh, yeah. I would say it was a great move, a really good move. And, um, really thankful to be here and to be sitting here looking at my past 15 years and saying, wow, like a lot has happened. Mm-hmm. A lot has happened that I'm, I'm really, really thankful for. Um, so yeah. So in, in moving here, um, started out in grade eight, you know, and <laughs> I just to kind of give the, the, the context of what I was coming to here again, things were really simple back home, but I didn't realize what I was getting into here. You know, again, I was really, I was looking forward to a lot of the things I'd seen on TV, you know, yeah, but yeah, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't going to happen. Dude, like eighth grade that. sucks anyways. <laughs> oh dude, it, this is the hardest thing obviously for eighth grade and anyone can um, agree with is the fact that you're coming as a new kid and everyone already has your clicks. Yeah. You know, so you are li- like, you are actually the new kid who yeah. is trying to make friends before going into high school, trying to see who you want to go to high school. With. Yeah. And I had, I had three turns. I had a couple of months to do that. And it was not easy, man. It was not easy. Um, my first day of school, this is, this is kind of just, this is, this is a perfect way to transition on what life has been like in the past 15 years. My first day of school, um, it was my mom and the, uh, and my teacher, I meet my teacher and the principal and the whole class was like talking because the teacher was outside that she was at the door trying to, uh, and, uh, trying to talk to me and everyone was like talking, doing their thing. Principal introduced me to her, to my teacher and saying, yeah, this is Douglas. He actually just came from Africa. And she's like, Oh, her face lit up. You know, yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, I didn't really know. I was like, okay, cool. So She's like, okay, Doug, like, yeah, we're going to introduce you to the class and you're going to have a seat. We're going to get started. So my mom, 
my mom kind of leaves and now it's me and the teacher. She brings me to the door and my teacher uh, tries to get the attention in the class and she's like, hey guys, we have a new student. His name's Douglas. No one turns around, okay? No one, everyone's talking, everyone's yeah. doing anything. No one turns around. Her next words were, he's from Africa. Dead silence yeah. in the class. Everyone yeah. stops talking. <laughs> Everyone just turns around, just looks at me, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> that <got laughs> what a tarnation? <laughs> <laughs> I was so it was it was one of those things where I was like, I mean, at that point I really didn't under understand like yeah. why that was really a thing. Yeah. You know, I I was like, cool, he's from Africa. I'm sure everyone was be my friend i guess you know yeah. they've never they've never met anyone from africa yeah or, so hey for me and my my heart i'm like cool you know and i didn't know there were a lot of things complicated with that whole scenario yeah you know for one like i started getting questions like why do you speak such good english yeah right <laughs> yeah you know, like your english is so good like why i'm I look at them. I was like, "Like, yeah, I learned it in like three days." <laughs> yes, <laughs> your problem. <laughs> I should have said that. I should have said right. that. But again, like those things were so new to me. I, I yeah. like, I was like, "Why would you ask me a question like that?" I went to yeah. school just like you did. Right. You One English. Yeah, ahead, you, I remember you told me once, you know, a while back that people were surprised. Like people just assumed you lived in a hut, too. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. There was that like. That that was one question. Another question, and I don't even know where this girl got this from, but she was like, "Did you ride on hyenas?" And I'm I'm like, Dude. "Wait, what?" Yeah. Of all the animals, though, hyenas. I know. Like, come on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> come on, right? It was it was hyenas, giraffes. Did you did you guys have TVs back home? Like, yeah. Oh, dude, and it never really bothered me because here I, here I was, um, a kid from Ghana all the way in 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 in, in um, North America Canada yeah trying to make friends yeah you know so at this point anything goes yeah for you know? sure so so they they say one thing you nod your head you're like no not really you move on exactly you, know? yeah. you move on and i can only imagine having a couple african friends who were maybe who have been in the country for a while or maybe more mature than i was and what would they, they would have felt like if they heard that question yeah. at that point, yeah. you know? After so, they've been there for so long. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. So those were things that, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that was what, like, I'd walked into. Mm -hmm. But I'm really, really thankful that, I mean, sure, they didn't go over my head, but I didn't think about them. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think about them <laughs> because with that heart, I was... I mean, I went on to make friends and make good friends and it was amazing. But also I'm really thankful that I never really had, I never really put myself in a place with, of how dare you. Yeah, sure. How dare you, you yeah, know? Yeah. And rightfully so, I, I, I could be annoyed. I could yeah, be annoyed. Sure. But I, I really didn't want that to shape how yeah. the rest of my life was going to be. For sure. Because I just got here. For sure. Know? And all I wanted to do is make friends. So, yeah. Um, Yes, being from grade eight, like from that time, I, that was when I learned. I was like, okay, there's there's something when you when you're black or you're from Africa. Yeah, I, I still really didn't get the black concept, which is very weird to say that that's a concept or in yeah. anything. But I didn't really know that there was 
there was actually something to being black. You know, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know people were saying like, oh, you're black. No, because I lived in West Africa, Ghana. Everyone was black. We never really referred to anyone yeah, as, oh, you're black. <laughs> it's not a thing. It's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I didn't know that. Oh, that was another thing I was stepping into, you know, because I was wondering why, like, oh, I see um, all the black guys playing basketball and doing stuff. But here I am, another black kid, but I'm hanging out by myself beside the portable and I have no friends. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I come in in the, in, in, in the mornings or in the days and I'm standing there and I'm looking around and no one, no one really is coming up to me to say what's up, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you could say that like, you know, you have to be somewhat socially like whatever, but I didn't know these things. Sure. I didn't yeah. know these things. Like yeah. I'm in, I'm in a, I'm in a completely different world to, to, uh, to, uh, for, uh, yeah. So I'm thankful that at least I had soccer because yeah. through soccer, through, through soccer at, uh, during lunchtime, I was able to go out during recess and play soccer and people realize how good I was. So that's how I slowly started making friends. Gotcha. Slowly started making friends. And, um, I remember that there were, there were these good friends, they're, they're good friends of mine. Um, they used the fact that I was African to also kind of like get me a kind of a reputation, um, yeah. which is kind of wacky to even say, but I remember one of them came up to me and was like, Doug, say I kill a lion with my bare hands. Oh my and I had a thick accent at that point. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so I didn't know why he was saying that, but he asked me to say, so I said that in my really thick accent, yeah. I kill lion, I kill lion with my <laughs> bare hands. And he goes around the whole school and tells everybody, he's like, Doug killed the lion with his bare hands. Ask him to say, and because I say it with my African accent, it makes it so real. And I'm like, I didn't kill no lion. Yeah, I've never yeah. even been to a zoo. I've never even seen a <laughs> <Yeah>. lion. <laughs> you know? So it was, it was, it was just, it was, I didn't realize again, that was, that was kind of the impersonation that I was, that already been put on me. That was the right. And yeah, so, like, exactly. Going. That's what I was going to say. It's kind of this preconceived idea that right. people had of you. They're like, no, no, be this way. Kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I, I don't know really how, like what happened, but I, I just had this, this, I don't know, just this, this desire to really just learn to adapt. Yeah. And when I say learn to adapt, I, I, I say that in over these 15 years, I, I'll be honest with you. I have been in more um, white, like white populated communities than I have been in black communities. And I've learned to adapt every single time, yeah. you know, to the point where I've gotten where I, I have and people. I, I people will talk to me and be like, oh, Doug, you're not even black. You're like whitewashed, yeah. you know, and, and, and you think if I was like. Oh, what does that mean? I, yeah. The fact that I speak English in a certain way, well, the way I'm supposed to, yeah, in a formal, yeah. in a formal way, professionally, I guess, and I'm not speaking in slangs doesn't mean I'm not black, yeah. you know. So again, more preconceived, yep. like you know, image is just being yeah. tossed on me, you know, and it 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 it, it kind of sucks, but it, it never, it really never bothered me to the point where I was just like man, these people are being racist. Yeah, sure. You know, because it, it, it was more in a point where it was just like, okay, whatever, we keep it moving. Yeah. You know, we keep it moving. And again, I'm really thankful that that was the heart I had because I can only imagine where, I, like, things would be right now. Yeah. You know, and 
I say that in the sense of like, I, in, in those times, like there were so many racial, racial jokes that I received, <laughs> you know, the, the, the common generic one was when we were in class and the, and the projector was about to be uh, put on, the lights would go off. Yeah. So then someone would be like, oh, where's Doug? Yeah. And you know, yeah. like some people would laugh and some people wouldn't, right? Because yeah. you, the lights would turn on and you see the one who made the joke like awkwardly smiling, looking at me and I'm just looking yeah. at him like, okay yeah you know and then you have some people like that's not cool and some people like ha 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 yeah you know so it was like all those preconceived ideas were being tossed to see how i would take it and if i would see like yay like good yeah then it kind of gave them the authority to like keep throwing like those kind of jokes because i always wonder like why don't they do this to these other black yeah yeah (laughs) so as time went on i began to learn that There was something like racism, you know, yeah. um, even from home. I remember like before I would leave the house, going to public school, my mom would tell me not to dress a certain way, not to grow mm. my hair, you know, because of the preconceived ideas people yeah. got or the way the image they would put on. Yeah. yeah. And again, for me, I, <laughs> I really never thought too much about it, you know, because I was in a place like, Oh, I'm in North America. I've seen this place on TV so many times. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to do that. Like, I had a certain phase where, um, you know, I would watch. I like. I mean, I love BT, but there was there was a certain point where that's all I wanted to dress like, like the rappers and everything. Yeah. Because that's what we did back home too. Yeah. You know, in, in yeah. Ghana we did those things, but I didn't realize that dressing a certain way apparently was was had people putting you in a certain category. Yep. Of things. Yep. You know, like, and it was so, it was very interesting and so, so different. Yeah. Right. So again, as time went on, I began to learn about these things. And again, like I, my response was okay, but it never really took away from like really how I wanted to do things. Yeah. Because in my heart, I was like, I knew, I know how to communicate to these people. I don't mean any harm. My heart is not in any place where I mean, you no harm. I don't think of you as racist though you are basically saying right. these racist things right. like right we, we move on you know yeah so again life in north america has been essentially taking those preconceived ideas and not keeping it in but throwing it away but not turning a blind eye and being like yeah okay well i i, I see what you're saying i hear it okay i, yeah. I take it i'm not going to receive it we'll throw it out yeah right? no and and now it's come to the point in like giving my life to christ and going through school especially in, with youth with a mission and going through bible school and especially going through apologetics you realize mm-hmm. that wow like all those times and all those things have had and continue to have consequences yeah and now i have to learn to respond in a certain way yeah you know and more yeah. of a godly way than a right way yeah you know and saying that hey like as funny as that may be to you or for me you can't say that yeah <laughs> you yeah no you can't say no, that. oh i hear that we can't we can't make jokes like that because yeah i might find it funny and it it, it, it could it could be funny but someone will not find it funny and me laughing at it makes it okay for you to keep saying gotcha. things like this. yeah you know so for me again coming to north america and being able to adapt um in more white populated um, uh, communities, I've seen these things come. 
I've seen these things come and come and come, but I've never really received them because in my heart, I'm like, whatever, I'm still yeah. going to do what's before me and, you know, going to continue to thrive, yeah. thrive, 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 thrive. Yeah. Not to, not to show anybody that this and that, but to just thrive that, listen, a black person can still be uh, uh, the, one of the first black um, presidents in the student council. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. You know, there's definitely nothing wrong with that, you know? So I kind of, I, I kind of, I don't want to say I take it to myself, but I, I just kind of like word on my sleeve and said, listen, I'll go out there and, and rep Africa or rep, you know, my, my community the best way yeah. I can in yeah. a more godly way. Yeah. I didn't realize this was a godly thing I was doing until I, 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 I came to Christ, but I'm really thankful that that's the route I went. And yeah, for sure. Now, now it's like, okay, how am I going to respond? How am I going to yeah. respond? Yeah. Well, and I think you just raised such a good point with that, like as far as a Christian response to things, because I think in my past, like I, I, I guess I've been kind of all over the place, like never, I mean, I've never had in my mind, you know, like a racist thought, like I've never, at right. least not in the sense of like, I've looked at somebody and thought, wow, they're less than me because of right. the color of their skin or where they're from. Right. And so in my mind, when things come up, like if someone says, hey, you can't make that joke or, you know, something happens, like if there's, you know, mm -hmm. an act of racism in the country, I'll say things like, or I used to say things like, well, whatever, that's not me. This, right, you know, right. so don't make a big deal out of it kind of a thing. Right. But that's kind of what, you know, has been coming up in my own life throughout all this is realizing I'm approaching everything through my own Mm. small world and small lens so it's like I might make a joke about somebody like I remember I was working for this place years ago and there was one black guy that worked with us and like I he and I like one-on-one -on -one, we would like give each other kind of a hard time I'd kind of give mm -hmm. you know you know make little jokes here and there but it was kind of like right. balanced out but I remember sitting like one another guy that I worked with heard me joking around with him and we had a pretty good friendship at that point but this other guy heard me joking around with him like that. And the next staff meeting we had, this guy just like joke after joke after joke mm. about this guy being black. I mean, like, right, things like, right, right, I mean, right. like really it just like got really old and like uh, I was offended listening to right, it. Right. One of those things where I was like, you know, you don't have this friendship with this guy. So why are you doing mm. that? But at the same time, I was like, I'm just throwing these jokes out around everybody and right. you can just see this guy getting more and more hurt by all these mm. things. And it just was so awkward. And so I think, yeah, I mean, you saying, you know, we need to we're letting those things come in and then just letting it roll off, you know, and realizing that your identity is in Christ and, you know, it doesn't matter what people's opinions are and stuff like that's all well and good. But I think sometimes when we go so far in that direction, we just kind of turn a blind eye to things Absolutely. or just sweep it under the rug. But there's got to be that balance of, I, I know who I am in Christ. You know who you are in Christ. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we're aware that there are people out there that are hurting and that this stuff is happening and that people yep. that don't understand their identity, white or black, mm -hmm. you know, there's people that are hurting. There's people that are being hurt. And we got to understand that even though like we, uh, we maybe see things differently, other people just don't have that luxury, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I've like, I'm, I've learned and continue to learn because again, like, again, I, I come, I come from, yeah, sure. Growing up in Ghana, I come from Africa. I know my country's history. 
but I coming to North America, I don't know yeah. the black history, yeah. you know, the African American history. I don't know much, you know. I've I I I've I heard about um Martin Luther King, yeah, but it was just a name. It sure. was named to a popular black guy in yeah. North America, you know. It's just the same way I'm here and some North American, some, some not not North, some um, African Americans may know about Nelson Mandela, but yeah. they don't know much about him, you yeah. know. And I like no, I, I can say barely any of my African American friends would friends here wouldn't know about the fact that Ghana's first president was the was a president to gain independence for the whole West, or the first country to, to gain independence in the whole of West Africa. Yeah. Not many people know that. Yeah. So it, coming here, that piece of history was missing for me. Yeah. I didn't know much. I didn't yeah. know. I barely knew anything about racism. The only thing I knew about racism, which is fair, is about the slave times that sure. my, uh, back home in Africa we went through. Yeah. So again, yeah. these things were new and coming through. But again, like, just because it doesn't affect me, like you said, doesn't mean it doesn't affect my brother. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's why yeah. that's why the ad- adaptation for me is still happening because I'm not like I've learned living in the white community now I'm like okay now how can I be proactive in a lot of the white communities that I'm in yeah. you know how can yeah. I make sure that I'm raising awareness or responding in a certain way that you know what this is actually not cool for you to say yeah no you should ask more questions yeah no it's 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 good to feel uncomfortable yeah right and listen I it's it's cool to post all these things on social media but have if you have any black friends have you texted them to see how right. they're doing especially right. in these times you know and though these are things where I'm, I'm trying to learn of how do i communicate that because yeah. like you said like we can't like yeah turn a blind eye to racism that's all fair but we have to grieve with our brothers and sisters. yeah that's good you know what i mean we have yeah. to grieve yeah you know speaking of history i just um i read a book a like a month ago or something like that um and it's a native american author and so he's kind of talking about the different histories of African Americans and native Americans, um, predominantly in the United States. But, you know, he's, he was looking at some studies where, you know, cause again, for me, someone will say like, you know, I'll say like, well, I'm not racist, you know, kind of a thing. Or you mm-hmm. know, someone will say, well, you don't know what my family has been through, you know, like my African American mm-hmm. family, you don't know what they've been through. And initially my response was, okay, they went through it, but you didn't go through it. So why are you upset? But then I'm reading some of these things, you know, even like, you know, they'll do studies with people like where their grandfather survived the Holocaust and like Mm. two generations down, people still have almost like this PTSD kind of a thing where, you know, their family is still dealing with the fallout of that. And so, you know, like you said, asking questions, because for me, in my mind, there were things that happened to my grandparents and I'll be like, yeah, whatever. It didn't happen to me, but Mm. it's not this long historic, you know, Mm. generation after generation. And, you know, and anything that happened to my grandparents is not going to be, it's, it's not gonna be anywhere near what happened to, you know, the black community in America. So it's just, it's having that respect for that history and realizing that there has been a lot of hurt and I can't, just because it doesn't affect me doesn't mean I should just tell, make somebody else just forget about that, you know? Right. Right. Um, it, it's, 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 it's very, it's very cool. Cause as you were talking, I don't know why this, this, I was reminded of this, but I remember again, one of the times in high school and um, one of my white friends came up to me and said, Hey Doug, like, you know, one of my like great grandfathers kind of had black in him. So technically I can say the N word. And I look at him and I'm like, yeah. Uh, 
no, you can't. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, I just, I just imagine what, what, what it could have looked like if I said, sure. You know, right. and, 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 and I looked at like, that's a huge consequence that I've, <laughs> you know, that I'm not, I might not personally reap it, but a lot of my, um, commu- like my black friends and brothers are going to reap that off later. Yeah. Right. And the reason why I was reminded of that was it's really important for really like history, whether the, from the bio perspective or from a community perspective or a country perspective, it's really important that we know these things because if we don't, people start putting opinions and making assumptions and saying this and that technically because of this, I can do this. And then yeah. we don't really know where we go from there. Yeah. You know, we don't really know where we go from there. And for me, that's been one thing that I've been processing through because I'm like, yes, you know, you know what? I'm not African-American. I haven't seen a lot of the oppression that my brothers and sisters have been going through. But if anything was to happen, why well, I got pulled over because of the color of my skin. Yeah. I'm getting pulled over for the color of my skin, not for the fact that I was either born here or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So again, those are, these are things that I've been processing with God and trying to ask God, I'm like, God, like what is the right way to respond? And it's, it's been hard. It's been really, really tough because here I was in a place where these things really never, I don't say they never bothered me, but I never really sat the time to, took the time to sit in it. But now yeah. here I am yeah. sitting in it, you yeah. know, really sitting in it. And I'm just like, I have the urge to respond to them, but I'm like, God, how do I respond? Yeah. And again, it's, it's really been just more of a godly thing than more of the right thing to do. Yeah. Right. And I look back to Martin Luther King, like, he was probably one of the most hated people yeah. <laughs> in this world. In this world. And yeah. who's to say what he did wasn't godly, and that's what made it the right thing. But yeah. not a lot of people loved it. Yeah. Right. So I, again, this is the place where I'm in and trying to trying to process with God more times. And like, God, like, how do I use the platform that I have? Yeah. How do I use, yes, I'm black, but how do I use this time to glorify your name, but also grieve with my brothers and sisters and say, no, no, no. Yeah, sure. I want to preach the gospel, but I also want to grieve with you and yeah. be able to sit in your in, in, in your grief and feel yeah. what you're feeling. Like, yeah. we always say, God, break my heart for what breaks yours. Yeah. You know, and if, if we love God with all our hearts and we love our neighbors, just like God has asked us to, we should be asking the exact same thing. Yeah. God, break my heart for what breaks my neighbors. Yeah. Right. And this is something that I'm learning to sit in. Though I'm black, I'm learning to sit in that grief and that uncomfortable place sometimes with my brothers and sisters. And yeah. It's something that I like, I want to toss an invitation to in being practical. You know, we were such in a social media world that we forget about the relational part of things. Yeah. It is so, so important to reach out to people, whether you think it's awkward or not, to right. just see how they're doing in this time. I can't right. stress that for enough. Right. Because for me, when I just got a text from my, one of my really good friends is a white guy. He just said, I love you, Doug. Yeah. It speaks bounce. It yeah. speaks absolutely bounce. And he's not even a Christian. And I was just like, dude, thank you so much. Yeah. You know, and all he's saying, all he's saying is uh, like, I acknowledge you and I acknowledge the fact that you're black and I see what's going on. Yeah. You know, and I, and I can definitely take that. I can take, definitely take that and say, wow, like that is how you love your neighbor, at least in a, in a relational way. Yeah. Right. So, there's, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm still processing and there's, yeah, a, lot. I know. <laughs> there's a lot. Well, and that's, you know, I kind of went through the same thing. You know, I reached out to you and a couple other people, you know, and there's always that part of me that's like, 
man, is that still racist to be like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're black. What do you, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But, but then in the end I was like, no, I mean, like I, you know, my opinion, my whatever, like can only go so far. So I need to, you know, there's God's and, placed people very specifically in my life exactly. so that I can help, you know, or, or I can learn from this as well, you know? Exactly, exactly. And I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to speak on, on, on that way you were like, oh man, is it racist or not? Yeah. That's the thing. We won't know until we try. And that's the uncomfortable yeah. part of yeah. things, right? Like, we 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 don't know at this point like anything can sound racist yeah you right, know sure. but we won't know till we put ourselves in that uncomfortable place and say let me reach out because yeah. at least that is a relational thing that you can you can do to anybody and just yeah. everybody yeah. it's the same thing we're doing when the whole coping kit i'm sure a lot of people are messaging friends and seeing friends like how are you yeah. doing in this tough times like yeah. i'm here for you that's the exact same way, same thing we do in a time like this. Yeah. And it's not racist at all. Yeah. Right. But it's those uncomfortable steps that we have to take, whether you're white or black. Right. Right. Because once we, once we say, hmm, I don't know, and we sit in it and be like, all right, let me post on social media. You know, at least this makes me feel good. And at least people see it. Yeah. You, 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 you have a responsibility. Yeah. You know, you have a responsibility. And if you want to, if you want to change something, relationally is at least at least the best place you can go without feeling like you're doing something wrong yeah for sure well i mean once this is all done i'll just go around with a microphone and a recorder (laughs) and just like every black person i see in town like hey (laughs) hey doug told me to do this yeah that's right doug told me you know doug right (laughs) oh Oh, man no i um i really appreciate you getting on and just hashing some stuff out and sharing your story. And I mean, this is, I feel like this is just kind of the beginning. I don't want this to be the only one, you know, that we do. I mean, cause like you said, you're learning things. I'm learning things where this needs to be an ongoing discussion. I really feel like, you know, not just like, Hey, some people were killed, you know, by racist Mm -hmm. cops. Let's talk about it now. And then everything chills out. And it's like, we don't talk about it until something else happens. I just think this needs to be an, because the issue has been an ongoing issue. And that's I think, yes. one thing I've realized too. This isn't just, you know, a handful of isolated acts of racism. I mean, right. this is something that it's not, somebody just doesn't wake up one day and think, Hey, I'm going right. to be racist and go kill somebody. Right. And this right, is something right. that's there. And so I just think, yeah, this ongoing conversation is really important to not like, you know, elevate something more than it needs to be. But I think this is just one of the things it. that acknowledge it. Yeah, exactly. 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 And, it's i i've been i'm still like all my friends like i've been watching fresh prince of bel-air so much (laughs) and it's so crazy to really see what racism was like back then yeah and how it's it's the exact same thing now yeah it is crazy and i i just look at the time where um it was jazz was in the the, the courtroom and he had his hands up the whole time yeah. and, and 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 uncle phil was like jazz you can put your hands down. right like, right no i if i put my hands down i'm scared he's gonna shoot me yeah and it's it's like yeah like we laugh we look but i'm like how long ago was this show yeah and let's yeah. look at these things now yeah. right and well smith said it well like said it best he said i, I forget the exact name but he essentially said this is nothing new but the yeah. only thing that's different is the fact that racism is being filmed now yeah exactly right exactly. and i say that to say like one one of the things that really broke my heart was when I was in a youth group and one of the kids asked me, he said, 
Like, do you guys think this is going to blow over? Like, the way you were thinking about COVID, like, three weeks ago, and all of a sudden, like, we forgot about COVID, and now we're talking about racial tension. He's like, do you think we're going to forget about this? And I was like, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. A lot of people are going to yeah. forget about it, but... Yeah. This is this is where it starts for you guys. Like, be relational with your brothers and sisters. Yeah. Do not do not brush this up. Have conversations about this. Not being like, oh, okay, today we're gonna have an agenda. We're gonna talk about this. No, you have questions asked. Stop yeah. making jokes that are like black jokes and seem okay. Those yeah. are the little differences that we can right, have to right. move forward in those yeah. things, right? Yeah. So even being able to be practical with them in in grade nine and ten. I pray that that's going to go a long way, right? Yeah. And them not thinking that, no, 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 this is not just an agenda. This is not just an event in 2020. This is a thing that I have to apply to myself every day. Yeah. And what a way to be relational with God, with people around yeah. me, and continue to be practical with this on a regular basis, right? right? So, yeah, I, I want to have these conversations. Yeah, I'm still learning, but it's, it's, it's really awesome for me, even as myself, to really see what God is doing in me and what, god is doing in the community in the midst of this yeah right and it's it's really awesome that at least i'm put in a place where i have so many white brothers and sisters that i would love to have conversations with about i don't know much yeah i don't know much but i I, i'm putting myself out there and saying let's talk because the little the little things that i can maybe say that they never knew will go a long way to maybe themselves their kids or the future kids, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Right. And it's, that's the thing. We got to start with those little things, not thinking that we have to do something big to make a difference. It's yeah. those little things. Right. So thank you so much, Nate, for, for making this happen. No, Such I a blessing. It. Yeah, this is fun, thank man. <laughs> Such a blessing. Awesome. <laughs> really appreciate you, brother. All right, dude. We'll do it again soon and I'll stay Let in me. touch. Absolutely. Absolutely. And hey, Black Panther is the best movie of all time, right? Oh, okay. Let's just take a moment. <laughs> yes. No, that is, that's a good thing. You, I wanted to say this. I'm glad you reminded me. <laughs> this, so, no, you're right. And it, it, this did make an impact on me. You know, you and I, for those listening that had, don't know the backstory, here it is. All right. Here's the origin story. I went and watched Black Panther. Doug went and watched Black Panther. <laughs> In my mind, I was like, it's just, it's another origin superhero movie, you know, it's whatever. It's like, you got to get the origin story out of the way. So right, right, right. Real good stuff. You know, I, I was like, I didn't think it was that great. But what you said that really stuck with me is you said something along the lines of like, for the very first time you watched a movie, not just with africans in it but like actually in africa where they weren't portrayed as like these helpless people living in huts that needed help from the white people with the superior technology and know-how like they were the ones on top and that made a big difference to you yeah and oh dude i'm so glad you said this because like i again like i the only (laughs) i i come i come to canada and america and the only movie that i love that i can I love personally, I can only talk about when it comes to like African movies per se has been coming to America. Yeah. But like Black Panther in itself, like at the end, when he's standing with the UN and he's saying, we are going to like, you guys don't know about Wakanda, yeah. but we are going to start helping you guys. Yeah. You know, and it just puts like that perspective in itself was just like, dude, we want to learn how to like serve yeah. each and everyone, you yeah. know? And 
again, it is so hard to, to go up to my suffering brothers and sisters and saying, Hey, let's, let's, let's put this thing aside and serve. No, like I can't say that because I have to grieve with them. Yeah. If it was my brother or my sister who went through what they did, it'd yeah. be hard. I would not yeah. want anyone to come up to me and say that. Yeah. Right. But that is why being able to give my life to Christ and seeing what the gospel does and what Jesus does helps me put that in perspective. Yeah. That helps me put that in so much perspective and say, wow, that was so awesome. Though he, I'm sure he didn't mean it and like, oh, this is something that Jesus would have said. I take that because of what I see in the gospel. And I'm like, wow, this is something so amazing. Yeah. Now it's, it's more than the fact that he's an African superhero, but it's yeah. more, it's, 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 it's awesome that he, even as an African superhero, wants to serve not only Africa, but the whole world. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It, it puts a different perspective into things. So, yeah. no, that, that is so true. Seeing an African superhero was amazing. But yeah. also, like, being able to look at it also in a godly way has been really, really mind-blowing to me. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you win that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> I'll never watch Black Panther the same again. <laughs> I'm a I can't wait to watch it for sure. Wakanda, I can't wait to watch it again. I can't wait to watch it again. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank well, you I'll for get... acknowledging it. Thank that's you right, that's right. That's right. I'm glad you reminded me. <laughs> Uh, all right, dude. Well, I love you, man. Love you too, Nate. Thank you so much. Really good to see this you. Happen. Let's make this happen again. Let's do it again, dude. I appreciate and, and, you. And, and,